And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. They're terrific. Woo! Hold the Raven. Nevermore. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Look at the size of the giant. Beat me if you can survive. If I let you. You will rest in peace. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! to get back to the wrestling finally there is a podcast on the internet about professional wrestling i am one of your co-hosts tonight mr luke jack and eddie would like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to our show today and uh, i can't do this alone i can't do a one-man booth i'm no joey styles so <laughs> left to right across your podcast dial the hair metal hero chris tyler just to let everybody know i am freshly squeezed Mm. But are you vaxxed and waxed as well? Oh, uh, well, half of that, you can decide which one. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Then also joining us, the best damn color man in the business, my brother, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. There's going to be a fight between a man and a woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. good old JR. So, uh, well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Get Back to the Wrestling. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, you know, uh, we're you know we it's just been a while since we we've talked about the the squared circle, the programs as the kids call it. <laughs> and uh, so we thought we'd get together and talk. And then we've got a, a little feature for you as well. So uh, so guys, I throw it out to you. What's uh, what's going on in the world of professional wrestling that you want to talk about? It's like it's 1993 all over again. <laughs> it's great. I'm gonna part. Yeah, WWE slash F is unwatchable. Oh. Stuff on the other uh, channel, it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there where it could be pretty good in a couple of years. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the competition right yeah. now. Yeah. The, the, the real shame is, to be very honest with you, is that 
Roman Reigns' stuff on SmackDown is arguably the best stuff he's ever done in his career. He's the, yeah. he's literally the best. He's the best heel in WWE right now. I think I think MJF is the best heel in wrestling. Period. He is uh, the best heel in twenty yeah. years. Yeah, but I'm saying is, but I think I think Roman Reigns has finally found what Roman Reigns needs to be. He's not an asshole. He, right. He's not suffering succotash. He's not you know like the the face. He's not going to be the conquering hero. He's the asshole. He's the head of the table. Uh, the other day when he came out and he's he said, uh, Paul. Who runs WWE? You know, kind of thing. And then Paul goes, "Well, you do my my you know my master my uh, head my tribal chief." And then and he goes, "WWE runs Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden's New York. I run New York. You all need to you know." And, and I'm like, and they're booing the shit out of him. I'm like, dude, he is so over. And then like Brock Lesnar comes out, and you're like. Oh my! And Brett Lesnar, I mean, he's like all cut up. He must have gone, you know, he must have stopped eating uh, like red meat for a little while there. Um, but he, like, the the fans are super over with Lesnar. This whole angle, like, I mean, nobody, nobody's supposed to care about Brock Lesnar anymore, right? And no one's supposed to give a shit about Lesnar. And now people are like, they're cheering him as a face. Like, come, Roman Reigns made Brock Lesnar a face in 2021. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm just saying that takes some talent. And again, a lot of it has to do with Heyman, of course. Yes. Paul Heyman is literally uh, the glue that's keeping a lot of this together. But I, I like the Usos as the lackeys. I think they work oh, well. So much sense. Um, you know, uh, but the thing is, but as, as good as all that is, then we get fucking, you know, uh, Nia Jax uh, being what she is and, uh, you know, useless as, you know, anything. And like trying well, to hurt I mean, people, they, they, and whatever. You know, the thing is, is that they WWE, you can't, you know, you you want to talk this person, that person, fine. Yeah. They have such an undeniable roster of talent mm-hmm. that the vast, vast, vast majority they do nothing with. Yep. And if they do something with them, it's derivative, it's cartoonish, it's dumb, just downright dumb. And it's like you you feel dumber having watched it. And it's like, why am I wasting? It's like, I support whichever person this is. Name whatever person you like. I support them and I want to see them, but I'm not going to watch them do something stupid. Right. I mean, right. I, I mean, it, it boils down to, I'll give you a great example. You know, Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. I am so glad Roderick Strong gets paid a decent amount of money, I'm assuming, from them more than he was getting paid working in uh, Ring of Honor or anything, that to go to NXT. But it's like, but all they, I mean, they haven't done anything interesting with him in like 18 months. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad he gets paid, but, you know, well, he's in a like, new I know he's got a life the kid, so. But it's a, it's a boring faction. It right. is not the Undisputed Era. Right. It's, so with, it's like, with him, yeah, it's you know, like, you should have just let him go and be his own guy at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but, they, but they can't. They, 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 that takes concocting stories that don't involve factions. Right takes creative and they don't have it and they haven't had it and they're perfectly okay not having it because their business model no longer requires it their business model is oh nbc universal pays us money every month to provide content for their let's face it middling to floundering app yeah i'll go further than that the peacock is shit well (laughs) hold on what i will say this in the interest of fairness and i'm not even being facetious Okay, Peacock. Well, I know you like it for the for the soccer. So right, I, I was going to say for Eng, for English soccer, Peacock actually does a very good job with that presentation. And the but the majority of subscribers they have are either for English Premier League or WWE. 
Yep. Okay. So that's it. I mean, they're they're not reeling anybody in with original shows, or even their their catalog of stuff is not really pulling people in to the extent that the the sports and the sports entertainment are. But WWE gets paid, you know, give consistent amounts of programming every month to NBC Universal, and they're like, yeah, we can churn out as much programming as you need. That's what they do. They churn it out. It is it is crossed the Rubicon beyond. You know, we, we talk about that on, on the vault, that something doesn't have to be completely commercial or completely artistic. We have crossed the Rubicon, where now the artistic is so far buried that it is just the commercial aspect of it. Yeah. It's how many hours can we churn out of something that has the WWE logo on it, that has some characters that some people recognize doing something that we can we can say, it's, it's, it's Monday Night Raw, it's SmackDown, it's this, it's NXT, it's whatever. And and just and sell it to Universal because Universal doesn't care. All they need is content. Yeah. They don't care about it as long as it's does. Is it TV PG? Yes. Is it this many hours? Yes. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yeah. So they, they're not in any. They are not in any uh, way driven to create a compelling or improving product. And and it and it's been that way. The writing was on the wall from the the, the minute that the WWE Network launched, and they never had to sell a pay per view again. The writing was on the wall. And, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, we all told you this. Yep. We all knew this was coming. This wasn't yeah. new or different. Yeah. yeah. The, the, other, mean, the other issue is, too, is when they, they make they, like the recent changes they made at the top. And now Nick Khan, who is an agent, is now the guy who's like whatever he's technically he's not. I don't think this the president or whatever he is of uh, whatever his he has. He has so much control there. And he, they literally, the, the, the company's model is we, these are like actors. They're interchangeable. We can get, we can go find more people. WWE yeah. has very, very openly said they are no longer looking at independent wrestlers. They are looking at, uh, people who are, who have good physical physiques, who are athletes, who are interested in, you know, coming into the wrestling business as, cause they've never been able to do it before. Like they don't even want guys who want to be wrestlers. They want guys who are going to be, like, hey, I want to do this for a couple of years. Then I'm going to go do something else, you know. And and the problem is Nick Khan was very open as in in, in his double talk, because he double talks all the time, right? About the fact that while they're not shopping WBE, they're listening to any real offers. Like, are you kidding me? Vince McMahon would have rather died than sell WBE, WBF, whatever you want to call it back in the day. Now it's just like. This well, company, now it's an IPO. Yeah. It's got uh-huh. right, right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is, but but even when it, even when it had shareholders before, he would have still never even thought about it. The, here, here's the real, here's the real scary part of this, right? The, there, there are only so many people who are who have enough money who could buy WWE without blinking an, an eye, right? right? Right. Who is one of the who is one of the conglomerates or people who could buy WWE without blinking an eye? Besides Amazon. NBC, besides NBC, right? Because NBC Amazon. could. Do, Amazon Netflix. could do it, right? Those kind of things. The cons. Tony, oh, like, not, not, you know, the uh, Shad Khan is that rich. He could buy it. Now, Vince would never allow him to buy it. But yeah. let's face it. That would be the only thing right now. And I, I hate to say something like that, but that would be the only thing that could actually save WWE from becoming this more and more and more. Because if someone who bought it, who actually wanted to make it a a, a successful wrestling company, yeah. that's a different story. But you, you know what I would like to see if that scenario, I'd what? like to see uh, the cons buy WWE 
just poach the talent they want and then just use their tape library because no big company would ever do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so think about that, though, for a second. AEW Network coming, you know. <laughs> yeah. Think, think about that for a second, right? If And, again, I'm, I'm not saying this is going to happen. So, you know, folks, like, literally, this is just me speculating. If Shad Khan was able to purchase WWE, the entire entity, its library, its whatever, but and it still had its contracts, he would have a contract with Fox, he would have a contract with USA, he would have two contracts with USA, right, to produce whatever, and they would have their stuff with Peacock at NBC. I mean, Shad Khan, I mean, for those who don't know, he, he I mean, obviously he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, um... What what soccer team? Look, I totally blanked on the soccer team uh, now. Doesn't he own Man United? Yeah, I think Man U, right? Like he owns like major things. The guy is like like dumb loaded, right? But if he was to do that, he would ha- also have these contracts that are national no, contracts. He owns Fulham. He owns Fulham. Fulham excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had the wrong wrong English team, right? Which is and and the, doesn't he own the stadium too or something like that or whatever? I believe he does. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, they play in the stadium. Yeah. So that's what I'm but saying he's is the owner and chairman. Those are the cottagers from Fulham FC. Yeah. So what I'm saying is he could he would have contracts with major with you know with Fox and with uh, um, obviously Peacock is NBC. I mean that's a way to get your hands in a lot of different pies. Um, and again because it has nothing to do with the NFL because remember he's an NFL owner too. He has his fingers in a lot of pies there. Like. That's the something that if he wanted to grow his 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 empire, he could do. And as much as that seems like such a joke, like AEW buy WWE, like AEW wouldn't be buying him. The guy who technically owns AEW would be buying it. You know, it's no different than Ted Turner buying it back in the day, yeah. right? You know, so yeah. I don't no, know, man. Hey, think if they, if they ever did that, they could actually do a really good, a modern, better version of the invasion angle. Yeah. Imagine that all the all the WWE guys looking foolish and stupid every week. <laughs> I mean, Too late. Yeah. Well, the yeah. the, the thing is, is yeah. just I'm, I'm just saying is, if you think about it, he already has he has a two hour time slot on TNT, which is going to become TBS in the new year. He has a one hour time slot that's on TBS Friday nights. If you had a three hour time slot on Monday, a two hour time slot on Tuesday, a two hour time slot on Friday, like Good Lord, that's a lot of time slots for one person to have. Yeah. You know, so. And you actually have even more talent that you could rotate in and out. And oh, of course. Never get, you'd never get bored. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. since they're giving those guys guaranteed contracts and taking care of them medically and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, the, you know, the, you know, Chris, you said it earlier that you're loving the competition. And I, I do agree that, you know, for years we've said, You've been watching Raw. It's like, damn it, I want to. This sucks. I'm gonna flip over to Nitro. Oh wait, oh, and while you still can't on Monday night, you do have an option. Yeah. Okay. You do have legitimate options. I'm not taking anything away from Impact. I'm not taking anything away from Ring of Honor or any of the other smaller groups. But you know, Ring of Honor, their TV deal on if you happen to have a Sinclair station on Saturday night at 10:30, that's not really com- comparable to what AEW has. No, I'm not, not taking anything time. away. I'm not taking anything away from Impact. You know, with their show, if you have the channel that they happen to be on, right. this you know this contract. I'm not taking anything away from them because I love both those companies. I think they're doing good stuff, and I think that if you look at what's happened 
since the beginning of AEW Dynamite. And Jay, I know you're not a big AEW guy, but if you look at the wrestling landscape in this country, those other companies have stepped up their games. Yeah. I mean, over this, I mean, over the pandemic, when Ring of Honor, who makes so much money of their, I say so much, so much of their money, their money yeah. From live touring, now they can't tour. They can't do shows. They've still they started producing TV in empty arenas, and they did the Pure Tournament. They did the women, the just concluded women's tournament. They've done a lot of stuff, and and some really creative and interesting stuff that plays to their strengths. Impact, yeah, you can say well, Impact teamed up with AEW. Of course they did, because that's always been what they wanted. They they want to be part of a bigger scene, right? Uh-huh. And it allows them, it's like, hey, you know, we've got some guys that could work well. We've got, you know, Gallows and Anderson. You know, they, they want to hang out with your guys from Bullet Club, and we can, you know, do a, a crossover with that. You know, we got Christian Cage. He's got a lot of history with us. So, you know, the, the, the whole scene has gotten better, even as the brand at the very tippy top has gotten progressively worse. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not that I don't like AEW. I don't like certain members of AEW and their creative ideas. I, that's that's where I am uh, too, Jay. It's, I, I I feel like a lot of the stuff that I really didn't glom onto in the beginning is getting toned down. Yep. Um, and it's and I was speculating that when I went to the, the first live show that they had in Boston, which I think was the second TV taping. I was like, I enjoyed that. There's definitely room to grow, and I feel like with the cross promotion that they're doing, with the talent that they're getting, and with the smarter decisions that they've been making in terms of storylines, mm-hmm. uh, there's I I'm more inclined to watch the whole show, you know, all three hours of the the cable stuff every week now, because there is less of the very um, independent feeling that it had at the beginning. Um, and I don't know if that's due to the guys just growing up a little bit or if it's due to, to uh, Tony Khan or JR or somebody there going, this is the kind of stuff that, yeah, I mean, you kind of got your footprint out there and now we're going to, you, you got to tighten it up a little bit. Um, I mean, a lot of matches are still spot fests. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that as long as I'm entertained. Um, but it's most of the goofier stuff is, kind of fallen by the wayside and i don't have a problem with it with a with a goofy gimmick match i mean those can be super entertaining uh, i'm not gonna lie this week's nxt was the wedding of of, of indy and, and dexter loomis it's the only reason i watched this week <laughs> you know it's like that storyline has been hilarious and i've been enjoying the hell out of it because johnny gargano can play any role you need him to um but I don't even know where I was going with that. That freaking well, ladder match at, at All In yeah. was like, or All Out. I can't even remember the name. All they out, only have four pay-per-views a year. I should remember the name. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, it was about 10 minutes too long, but God damn, I was entertained. But, but the, hey, that's, I think that's part of the problem. Uh, on, on a pay-per-view, like All Out, like which I thought was probably the best pay-per-view I've seen. It's definitely the best pay-per-view of all year. It's been the best one overall from start to finish that I've seen in a while. Um, you know, kind of thing we're watching. Like, it's one thing to have a match on there and it goes 20 minutes. I don't need a 20 minute tag team match ev- that goes to two commercial breaks every week. That's no. the problem. They, there is no such thing as a four minute match. It's, WBE does the same shit. It's not like they're, 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 you know, their stuff's just even more boring though. 
Yeah, if you want a four minute match for AEW, you got to go to YouTube. Go watch. No. Uh, dark elevation where it's just squash match. Squash yeah. Match, squash. Well, I, I don't. Squash match. I don't mean it has to be a squash match. No, but no, I'm no, saying what I'm what I'm saying is that it the watching that it brings me back to watching WWF yeah. squash match TV as a kid. It's like oh yeah. my god, this. Is, yeah. That's all this is. Yeah. But I'm saying is well, the thing is, but every well, but every they had, like, they had a short they had a short tag match in the main event this week, so maybe 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 they hear what you're. Where you're I, I know, but I, I'm just saying is this though, like the freaking you have the the the. Um, um, the Cucamonga kids, the young bucks, they show up and, and they do their dumb shit and their shtick and all this stuff. And everyone, no one, no one's fucking into them. Like, I know these people say, well, I, I love them. Like, look at where they were and look at where they are now. No one is cheering them. They're just getting tired of them. And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. They go out there and they want to go put on, they, they, they'll have a match where they do all their shit and get stuff in. But don't put FTR on TV. I mean, FTR I know was on TV this past week, but like, but don't put FTR. You you had a, you had FTR comes in. They're supposed to be the best tag team in the world. We're gonna have this match. They have one fucking match. FTR loses and they're off TV. They're off TV. But what's the point? Yeah. When they're on, people react. Literally, and I and I know our idea was to talk a little about CM Punk and stuff like that. Every time CM Punk does anything, yeah. everyone reacts. He literally came to the ring yesterday. He he did a crowd dive. For fucks, he jumped into the crowd. He and then did commentary. And then did commentary, and he got over more than anything else. And I get it. I 100% get it. People want to see Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson. So do I. If I do Ken, too. If Kenny Omega can stop doing the stupid pointy bullshit stuff and just wrestle i have no problem with him and brian danielson wrestling i think it'd be a good match well, right the fact that the, the fact that the young bucks and kenny omega are heels now is great because i i don't really like them to begin well, with right so and, and like, i and i agree i agree with you chris what i'm saying is but like the problem is kenny omega when he's being more serious now because now people have showed up adam cole is there Danielson is there. Punk is there. He started to act more like a grown-up instead of a juvenile pissant. The young bucks still act like that, though. But that's and, their character. No, no, that's I been under- their character going back forever, though. They've always been the the pissants, and that's 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 why it, you know, heroes right when they were baby faces, it didn't make sense. But as heels, it's like you you there. It's okay to. It's like you know, what's the internet mean? Boo this man, right? But the problem is so, though, they 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 don't have like heel heat. They have go away heat. Well, fine, then they have go away heat. But I mean, the, that's, you know, it's like at least they got something. It's, but, it's still but, heat. But I'm saying is all they got to do is, is I mean, because they're, they're being shoved down everyone's throat. I, I'm just saying you can't keep shoving this. You have like 50 guys on the roster and you shove the same six guys down your throat because the young bucks want to do this and Kenny wants to do that. And then someone else wants to. I mean, that Cody went away for a few weeks to film his show. I was like, Awesome. Just yeah. go away. And I like Cody Rhodes, but just go away. Because guess what? Last night when Cody Rhodes came back out of the, of the crowd, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I was cool to see him come back. When they when, you know, and on the on the initial side, they have to have those guys. That's the stars they have. I agree. You know? So that's how they got to establish it. Now you're right. Now they can start pushing guys in different directions yeah. and doing different things with them. But but to talk about the CM Punk. And his return. Okay. Um, you know, I know, uh, that, that, you know, we all know, everybody knew it was happening. There wasn't a surprise here. 
you know, they sold T-shirts for crying out loud <laughs> that I was there. So, um, you know, Hero, I'm not sure where you stand on, on CM Punk. Jay, I know you were always a supporter of CM Punk. Uh, I'm pretty neutral. I think I probably would have liked him more if he didn't get sandbagged during his WWE run. Because um, I just, I, I kind of had the initial, JR's initial reaction to him. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Um, but motherfucker is amazing on the mic. He gets the crowd going. There's nobody that WWE has that can pop a crowd like he does, you know, right now. Um, his first match back, uh, I was entertained a couple minutes too long, but again, that's the, he was the main event, whether you're calling it the main event or not, that was the main event. That's the reason why people were there. Um, and I was entertained during it, and I want to see him continue being a charming motherfucker on the mic and wrestling guys that are younger than him that uh, matches that you never thought you'd see, which is one of the other reasons why I'm excited about watching AEW every week, because it's like, okay, so they are poaching a little bit of talent, and they'll probably poach more in the future. That's just the way it goes. But that's the th- I, I want to see those guys that I didn't think would be wrestling now that they're out of WWE on a major stage. Yeah. Yeah. The, hey, the, he gave out ice cream. So, well, you know. no, but the thing is with punk and I'll be very sure. honest with you is, and, and Luke knows, I mean, again, I've been a punk supporter from, from ROH days and whatever kind of thing, right? The stuff they did with him in ECW when he first got there, I thought it was just a waste of time because he was so good in OVW. And he gets to OVW, and let's be, let's call a spade a spade. In OVW, it's developmental, right? Yeah. J- he is not the look that Jim Cornette would ever kind of figure for a guy. He's got tattoos, he's got piercings, doesn't really understand it. But what happened was he gets there, and he's the hardest working guy there. So of course a guy like Cornette's gonna love him, right? Paul Heyman sees him, goes, man, that guy looks like he would have been perfect in ECW. He's the hardest working guy there. He's the best. So Heyman loves him. Right. I get it that Jr. didn't get him. Vince didn't get him. Triple H never understood it. No, but when no when when but when he got over, when he finally got himself over and, and became the star that he was in WBE, they fucking could not kill him. That's the whole thing. It's it, it's different than when 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 Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him. It's different than that. That was the fans just saying, no, that we want this guy. Fuck you. We want this guy. Right. You fuck Dave Batista. This is the guy we want. Right. The problem was when Punk got over, when Punk and Cena wrestled, uh, you know, and Punk left with the title, like that was fucking some of the best stuff WWE has done in the last 10 years. Or however long ago that was, 12 years, 14 years, whatever it's been. The idea, though, is Punk was able to do that because even though he doesn't check, he's, I mean, he's, he's, I'm not, I'm not saying he's in bad shape, but he certainly doesn't have the body that the WE would want to see, right? He's, he's no Batista, you know, he's no whatever, he's not all, like, he's no Triple H, he's not this giant guy. He doesn't have the height, he's average height. He's far superior on the mic, which they don't always care about, but he also wrestles matches that make sense. Holy crap. Him and Darby Allen on the pay-per-view, again, a little long, but you know what? I was okay with it being long. I didn't love, I didn't love 
Punk's pants, though. I got to admit, I, I kind of wish yeah. he had the tights on, right? But that's a personal thing, right? It's kind of like when Davy Boy went to the pants first. I'm like, I don't know, but they look good on you, Davy Boy, you know, uh, with the thicker thighs. Um, the idea, though, is – like, You tighten up a little there, right? Um, the problem is Punk goes out there, and he can do those things. And he hasn't been in a ring in forever. And yet he gets in that ring, and he still knows how to do it, Right? It, the the idea that that Punk was going to go out there and wrestle the greatest catches catch can classic ever was never going to happen, yeah. but it was a match that made sense and it meant so much more. I was trying to explain this to Dad when Punk came out and um you know on uh, Rampage and you know with the I said Dad this is like when Hogan turned and formed the NWO. He goes it can't be that big Jay. I said it is that big within this universe right now because think about it. Back then, it was a totally different world. I mean, wrestling was huge and whatever, and then wrestling became even bigger and the NWO and the whole thing. I mean, wrestling blew up, right? But right now, wrestling is drawing an all-time low for television, right? WBE on Raw, they used to pull insane numbers. They're barely they're barely beating – the fact, they're losing the SmackDown. SmackDown draws better numbers than Raw. Right. AEW is within spitting distance of catching them, but no one is pulling insane numbers. It's not like they're pulling these insane ratings. I, it's just it's so hard. And I understand television's different. And people are say, Jay, you don't fucking understand. You're old. Like, Got it. Right. But no one's watching it compared to what we used to be when we were watching. When we were younger when literally there was no option. Like Luke said, you'd flip back and forth. Maybe you had a TV in the other room set up to tape it and you could watch it later. I'm just saying in a day and age when literally everything's available to you immediately, right? You can download and watch and stream and stuff. No one's watching. So no, I don't the know. With, the thing with Punk's return is that, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I like, I like the promo he cut. I, I like the emotion, you know, it's still, it, it, it was real. It had that reality aspect to it. That that's where, you know that that's that's the thing that you can compare it. I think, like you were saying, with Hogan turning, is that there's that aspect of reality mm-hmm. to it. You know that that there's that sarsa, right? Um, yes. Or Bischoff at his best. Um, uh, you know, it's, there's nothing. It, there, I mean, he's on the money. You know, but yeah. Um. So first off, he talks about how he was never going to get healthy being in WWE. Yeah. And. Well, I believe Punk probably believes that, and is a you know that is he's telling you know the truth there. It really struck me as like okay, that is once more AEW putting forth themselves as the progressive alternative to WWE, right? That they are so big on hyping what they do for mental health, what they do for ta- like uh, Chris, like you said, taking care of the talent, what they do for various things that set them apart in a progressive way from WWE. So I did think it was very interesting that the biggest signing that they've had in quite a while, and certainly the most hyped signing that they've had in quite a while, uh, is is going to check that, you know, check that box off so that you're aware that, okay, they care about my mental health because yeah. here I'm allowed to be myself and I can be healthy. And that's a big thing for them. And, that, and I, got, I got no issue with that. I just thought that was interesting. Now, Jay, I think, knows where I'm going with this. The part I had a little bit of a problem with – was when Punk said that he made Ring of Honor into a place where he felt he could, you know, do whatever. It's like, it's like you didn't make Ring of Honor, Punk. I mean, you, uh, you know, you you were there early on, but I think guys like you know Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels and even guys like Low Key might have a 
a bit of saying that they made the environment that you were able to come into. Now, again, that, that may just be my interpretation of it, but the cynic in me says, Punk says, well, when I left Ring of Honor, I left pro wrestling, and I'm coming back now. You know, I, I don't want to channel The Miz, but, you know, you could have gone back to Ring of Honor, and they would have given you whatever you wanted and any deal you wanted, but they couldn't have paid you the same kind of money that Tony Khan can. You could have gone to Impact and flown to Florida once a month and lived the rest of the month in Chicago doing whatever the hell you wanted to do, but they couldn't have paid you the money that Tony Khan can. So I appreciate what you're saying, and I appreciate the character of CM Punk talking about how much it means, but at the same time, don't be real on one hand and then kayfabe me on the other hand. It's like I get you love wrestling, but I think you love the big contract a bit more than you love wrestling in the context that we're talking about. And I got no problem with that. I mean, you should do this and get paid. This is hard work. You're putting your life and your livelihood on the line every time you step in the ring, especially at a guy of Punk's age. You know, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I know he was always young when he started, but, you know, he's getting up there at this point. So it's like, dude, I got no problem with you getting paid. I got no problem with you being happy where you're working. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, let's, let's, let's understand that it's all part of the same ecosystem here. And everybody's here to get paid. Ain't nobody doing this out of the goodness of their heart. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, the thing is, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you, Luke, that like, you know, he could have gone to those other places, but like, I think see, and, and, I, and I don't want this to sound horrible because I actually love Impact and ROH. I wish they were just were on TV here, right? I think Punk, when he left WE, was too big for those places, and I don't mean that to be derogatory, but I think he was too big for Impact. He was too big for uh, ROH. Uh, because the, the, the CM Punk that was in ROH with Samoa Joe and, you know, and, uh, you know, Brian Danielson and Jamie Gibson and, you know, uh, you know, Jimmy Yang Wang and guys like, like, I don't, I don't think, they don't think that, that CM Punk is the same as the one who left a V. He became right. so much bigger than that. And to me, if you go back and you're that level, like, I don't know. I, 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 to me, it's like you go back, you can write your own ticket. Yeah, like, I, I guess you know, so. But, your own ticket, but then you're yeah. sucking all the yeah. vacuum for everything else going on. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, hey, look, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody's decisions. Yeah, no. You know, there's, there's, but you know, but again, it, it, it's like Miz said to Brian Danielson, if you love it so much, why don't you quit? You know. Yeah. Well, go back to wrestling in bingo halls with all your friends. Yeah. At that exact well. moment where you see Brian, uh, Brian Danielson's heart break. Yeah. You know, you know, what's funny is, and, and I know a lot of people listening probably hate the Miz. Um, Luke loves the Miz. I love, I love the, the Miz. Miz. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I, I don't, I don't love everything Mike Mizanin does, but I like him. I mean, I, to be honest with you, Miz and Mrs. has made me love him even more as a knucklehead. Um, it's but hard like for him to be a heel now. Though. Yeah. It's really hard that. to be a heel. He's a dad for you know two little girls. Um, but I'm just to be honest with you, like the Miz to me and I know some people hate him with a passion is the complete opposite of Daniel Bryan or CM Punk kind of yeah. like he, he is the absolute opposite of those guys. And that's why I think he makes a really good heel with them 
But, like, then he goes out and does, like, you know, Johnny Drip Drip, you know, that fucking horse shit. No one fucking buys that shit. Why? Why is it at the end of this show do we play him saying, you're the one who walks away. You're the one. Like, what? because it works so well with Brian Danielson and CM Punk and those kind of guys, the Aleister Blacks of the world, right? You know, Tommy End, whatever you want to call them, right? You know, uh, the idea is that why does it work? Because those guys who love wrestling who love the sport of wrestling, to quote Shane Douglas, right? The Miz loves wrestling too. He just doesn't love it the same way. Yeah. He loves the, the pad, the Miz can wrestle. We've seen Miz wrestle. We've seen him wrestle really good WrestleMania matches against John Cena. We've seen him wrestle great matches, but the Miz does not love wrestling the way CM Punk does, the way Brian Danielson does, the way, you know, uh, Christian Cage does, right? The way uh, Frankie Kazarian does. And I'm not knocking any of those guys, and I'm not knocking The Miz. No. He just loves professional wrestling differently. And I think some people have a really hard time with that. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, you um, know, that, that's the thing. It's, it's, the, it's the old Big Ten theory, right? Yeah. You know, again, we talked about Bishop. Bishop always said that with WCW, he was going to make a product that could appeal to a wide audience by giving yep. you a lot of options. And AEW's moving in that direction. And I'll be, I mean, I'll be honest. There, you know, I mean, I mean, there, I mean, there, there is, I, I, like Chris said, I have Peacock and have for a while, mostly before the soccer. I don't watch WWE on it. I, there is very rarely do I see or hear someone's like, you know, I, I need to go watch that in the network. It just doesn't appeal to me. Whereas, you know, AEW, which means their YouTube and their cable stuff. It's like, and then even, like I said, even Ring of Honor and Impact, watching online. It's like, this has helped the overall industry in this country, and you got a lot of options for stuff that's alternative. And I am perfectly, I, I am very happy with signing the CM Punk. One, because it's going to bring, it's going to give Punk a payday, and I'm always happy for that, for guys that deserve that opportunity getting it, just like I was with Christian Cage. And seeing Christian Cage and Frankie Kazarian work is like it's it's a thing of beauty, especially yep. when you realize that you know Kazarian and Cage they're the same. When when Cage came in, they were the same age that Savage and Hogan were when they came into WCW. Yep. Think yep. about that. Yeah. Now think about how, oh my God, those guys are so old, but we don't think that about okay. Cage and Kazarian. No. And then you so, go back and you watch not so much Hogan, but you watch Savage in 1995 oh, yeah. in WCW. You know, Jay, you were talking about Adam Cole, and they said, oh, we're going to make you a manager. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. They told Savage. He was done. Vince McMahon's like, you know, Randy, you're too old. We're going to put you behind the desk. We'll let you do interviews. We'll let you do promos. And he's like, I think I still got something left in the tank, you know? Well, that's how he got out of his contract. Yeah. They fucking didn't pay attention because he was an announcer. They're like, what's Randy going to do? And he left. And they were like, what? What do you mean he left? But, like, yeah, but you, you know, look at him in 1995. You want to see a guy with a fire under his ass? Yeah. Randy Savage has an amazing year there to prove that he's still got it. And that's what, uh, you know, guys like Christian Cage, guys like Punk, you know, they're not working a full schedule. These are the guys that are showing like, yeah, well, you know, maybe we're not what they, you know, WWE thinks is, is the right thing. But we still got something in the tank and we got something that we can prove and we got these right. young guys that we can work with. And Punk specifically put that over, too. He put over Darby Allen, 
and said he wanted to work with all the young guys and Sting, which I thought was funny too. Well, because he never worked Sting. No, no, I understand he never worked right. Sting. Right, he like never worked Sting. And Sting. And Sting. Yeah. Well, but that's that's because everyone wants to work with Sting. I mean, they're kind of hyping right now Sting versus Tully Blanchard, for Christ's sake, and no one wants to see that. God, no. You want to I mean, talk about a flair for the old. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now, 20 years ago, that was old. If, if I'm booking Sting versus Tully Blanchard, I'm going to have a fake heart attack spot. Blanchard goes down, and then he's gonna like when the referee's checking on him and Sting's all concerned. That's when FDR comes and like drops Sting on his head or something, and Tully magically covers and pins him. And it's like it's a medical miracle, you know. MJF out there talking about the you know the amazing healthcare, the 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 physical specimen that is Tully Blanchard to restart his own heart without a defibrillator. (laughs) Well, put it out there. I'm just putting out there in the universe, guys. So I mean, I'm just I, I I mean I just I just you know. It's one of those things that as when we, we watched when we, NXT first started and we were seeing like, oh, look, this is going to be like ROH WWE's version with money behind it and whatever. And they literally started signing guys and NXT had some amazing pay-per-views and some amazing TV shows and they had top end talent. Right. And then they just have now moved away from that. They've moved away from those guys. And I'm like, I get it. You can't have the same guys all the time or whatever. And. Jay, you're just a big Samoa Joe fan. I am. I'm a huge Samoa Joe fan. I love Joe, right? But wasn't it, it – I mean, I should say, isn't it telling that, like, when Joe and AJ and Christopher Daniels were tearing up tearing up Impact? I mean, you remember those matches, right? I mean, yeah. the, those matches were phenomenally good. WBE couldn't touch them. They couldn't touch them with what, what Impact was doing. Impact's women's division – which was run by, um, is it Dutch Mantel? It's probably been Dutch Mantel. Yeah, Dutch Mantel. Right? He said to them, hey, we're going to have wrestling matches. And the women's division was stealing the show every week. Yep. And you're like, how could this happen on this rinky-dink show that no one watches, quote-unquote, right? That's too small. But you're watching great wrestling. And, and that's all. Again, I understand you know, the problem is, and this is what people say, Jay, WBE isn't wrestling. It's not. It's, it's ice capades. It, it comes to town once a year. It's, it's like the circus. It's like what I get that, but it doesn't mean you have to insult the intelligence of the people who are watching it week in and week out. What it's for kids and wrestling should be funny and silly. I, I'm all for, like Chris said, he watched the, the wedding was on NXT. That was funny. It was weird. It was weird. I, the guy got up with the open the jacket. I'm like, what is that guy doing? You know, kind of thing, right? Like, he got some looks there. I, I like the axe inside his coat jacket when he says, "Anyone?" And, and, <laughs> and they and they went two years without him speaking a word for him yeah. to actually say, "I do." At, at right. his wedding, like, okay, right. if you're gonna pot, do that spot for a character, that's the time and place to fucking do it. Exactly. And so what I'm saying is, but I mean, people say, "Well, I hate that stuff. It was so dumb or so whatever." And maybe that wedding wasn't your cup of tea. But it wasn't boring, that's for sure. I'd rather watch that than Monday Night Raw when they just jibber-jabber about fucking nothing. And then, and then, let's roll Nia Jax. You know, she's The Rock's cousin. Did you know that? She's going to remind you, because that's her entire fucking gimmick. I'm mm-hmm. The Rock's cousin. You should have been. Other wrestlers. She should have been fired so many times ago. She's The Fucking Rock's cousin. But she's not just The Rock's cousin. She's like direct cousin to the rock not just like well he's kind of the cousin because you know what like and that is how she keeps her job fucking when charlotte flair can't pull a good match out of you 
You know you suck. And here's the worst part. If you said, Jay, you know, she's real green. She's been in the fucking company like eight years. She sucks. Yeah. But we got to keep putting her on TV because that's The Rock's cousin. But do you think The Rock is going to come back because of her? No. The Rock is – I'm calling it now. The Rock is coming back for WrestleMania to wrestle, wrestle Roman Reigns. Why? Well, I, whether he does the job or not, that's a different story. Because the tribal chief will get too big for his britches, and the real tribal chief will have to come back and remind him that family is more important. And that's the storyline into WrestleMania. That's what puts what show up and Vin Vecin Diesel is coming to <laughs> oh, I pay real American dollars for that, especially Vin family. Diesel's hot season when he's not in right. But I'm saying this, but that's what's gonna happen at WrestleMania, right? I mean, like if, if you guys if, if again if listeners, you can say, Oh, Jay, you're full watch. It's fucking coming. Okay, because they're leading to it. It's like literally right there. It's gonna it's gonna happen, and it and will will it attract mainstream attention? One hundred percent. The Rock is doing something. The man could fucking run for president right fucking now. It's not even an election. Just like I want to be president. People are like fuck. Get rid of everybody. Elect no, this like, guy. Look at He's the fucking amazing. I mean, well, it, it doesn't matter, dude. I'm, all I'm saying is no, the I'm Rock. Serious. It's like what, I mean, it's like you know. It doesn't I, matter. I, Again, I trust the Rock more than I trust any other elected official. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like the, the, the whole point. <laughs> and I guarantee you, the haka at the at the inauguration will be oh fucking lit. Oh yeah. Right. So, but, but think about that. So the I Rock. Mean, I, I, want, I want a president that can legitimately down, you know, five thousand calories a day when he's in weight gain mode. You know? <laughs> so, can you imagine sitting at a negotiation table with guys across from that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Well, I'll be, I, by, I'll be bipartisan here. Like, if 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 the president can suplex another world leader, I'm okay with it. <laughs> It's like from Hobbs and Shaw when he's on the plane and he's just completely flexing in it, and and then fucking uh, Kevin Hart's like, "What do you what are you slagging and banging? You know, kind of like, what do you what do you do two 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 fifty? A little more? Yeah, me too, right? Kind of thing. Like every fucking world leader would be like, "Fuck, look at this motherfucker." No, they wouldn't be. Every world leader would be like, "Oh, Mr. Rock, can I get a picture with right. you?" Right? No, 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 no. They'd be like, "Look at this motherfucker." Dude, are you fucking no 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 selfie time? You know, kind of thing. Whatever, right? Think of all the detente that would happen. Yeah, yeah. he would. He would be okay. Oh my God, that would, I, I know we're joking around, folks, but I'm not kidding. The Rock is literally. I said it in school this year. I said this guy's gonna run for president. I said it in front of my principal, and my kids wow. are like, he's not running for president. I go, uh, did you watch everyone, the TV show? I said, I said literally. I said there's a whole show about him running for president. I'm telling you now, that man would win the presidency right now and the kids are like oh maybe yeah i guess so and i'm like it literally the everyone loves the rock right so when the rock comes back to wrestle roman reigns at wrestlemania that's mainstream news that's 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 uh um uh fuck entertainment what's tonight. entertainment tonight and yeah. like you know and right and all that all those all those places right things, yeah. <laughs> right and tmz and you name it right and what happens that gets over and then The Rock is on whatever show. He's on Jimmy Kimmel or he's on uh, whatever. I don't fucking even know the other. I don't watch any of that shit, right? And he's and they're like, well, you got a match of the WrestleMania coming up, <laughs> you know? And he's like, well, you know, my cousin Roman Reigns and I are going to settle this and talk about the fact because he knows how to work 
the fucking gimmick, right? And I get it that it's a shame we have to bring The Rock back all these years later to keep doing this, right? But that's why Undertaker kept coming back for one match. That's why Steve Austin can't go out and be done, right? Those guys understood it. WWE has talent that could do this. They just fucking don't keep them. And that's why coming to AEW very soon is the House of Wyndham. And I'll be very fucking happy when, when, uh, when, uh, he's not going to call him Bray Wyatt. They're going to call him, uh, what? Him by his real name. Yeah. Well, it, I guarantee you it's going to be there's something like the House of Wyndham or something like that. Bo Dallas will be there. Bray Wyatt will be there. They'll fucking finally get rid of that piece of shit dark order. I'm, I know you're supposed to love them because of every, but like they are useless. They are fucking useless on up, TV. Man. They're breaking up. Yeah. Great. Ascension in the ranks. I mean, Dude, I, I mean, you know, the, the gimmick was fine, and then you had, you know, Brody Lee passed away. Nothing you can do about that. They had to turn him babyface at that point. No, no, they no. Gonna, they weren't going to boo him. The problem is their gimmick was shit. Brody Lee came in and saved them, and then, yes, he passed away, which I'm sorry he did, but their gimmick was shit in the beginning. They didn't need to do what they did with them. When Brody Lee got there, that was their chance to cut all that dead weight, especially well, the big well, fat that, guy. That, that, well, that's what they're doing now. So. I know, but like you they know, had a chance. The band when you say the big fat guy, right? No, no. <laughs> Sorry. Talk about another guy that helped build Ring of Honor. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm Good times, great memories. <laughs> memories. I, Colt Cabana is is an interesting thing because as much as I like Colt now and then. Sometimes he fucking drives me nuts with how dumb his shit is. You know, I will say this about Colt Cabana. I've always liked Colt Cabana. Yeah. He's very entertaining. He's very entertaining in person. When we, yes. When Joe and I went to the Crockett Cup, for whatever reason, the section we were in fucking hated Colt Cabana. <laughs> I mean, they just hated I was like, they, I don't think they knew who he was. They despised him outright. Oh, okay. my God. He right, so here's, here's a question for you, Luke. Was there more heat for Colt Cabana at, at the Crockett Cup? Or do you think there was more heat for Matt Cardona in GCW? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They, well, okay. So I got to admit this. That is the greatest thing. That's one of the best things going right now. Okay. It, so I can understand everybody's opinion on it. Right. So you ready for this? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I know you have some good. But let me just say this. Cardona in GCW, right? Not only was he cosplaying as Vince McMahon, that we all saw that, right, with the do-rag and the gloves on. He's basically doing Vince McMahon when he was the ECW champion, which I thought was hysterical, yeah. right? <laughs> that fucking guy, Matt Card. I mean, again, I have, I have Matt Cardona and I have had a very, you know, whatever that relationship might have been kind of thing, right, whatever. He put out the shirts that said, fuck you, Matt. How brilliant is that? Right. Not since Elvis Presley's manager put out the anti Elvis stuff. So Elvis Presley's manager back in the day, for those of you who don't know, actually made the people who were anti Elvis. He produced all that merchandise. So when they bought the merchandise, either pro Elvis or against Elvis, Elvis made all the money where his manager team did. Right. But how smart was Matt Cardona to put out the fuck you match shirt? It's so awesome. The fucking shirt sold out on pro wrestling tees. It's fucking amazing. What a great idea. Like, I, I, again, I might not love his constant bitching and moaning about, like, distribution problems, yet the rest of us fucking are looking for stuff, Matt, that you're being sent for free, you fucking pain in the ass. Right? So, but, like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant right there. Whatever else might he might do there, or, you know, people hate him. God, they fucking really hate him, right? But what I'm saying is, how brilliant is that? 
Make the shirt that everyone's going to buy, whether they cheer or hate, cheer you or boo you. Perfect. So, anyway. Well, I will say that it's about Colt. I, it was just that section that didn't seem to like Colt. I don't ah. know why. I mean, I mean, I, Joe and I were cheering for him. We love haters. Haters are going to hate, man. At least you're getting a reaction. Yeah. Well, the one yeah. place you don't want to be is in the middle, right? Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the one thing I say about Colt Cabana is that Colt, again, when he's when he he can wrestle very seriously. Him and uh, Adam Pierce had a uh, series of really great matches and for the NWA title and all that. Like he can do all that stuff, but he gets silly sometimes. And I oh. think people just get tired of the silly. You know what I'm saying? So I can see that. But I mean, again, I'm nothing against Colt as a, a performer. Um, I'm again, he, he definitely, I mean, I, I have bought stuff directly from Colt Cabana. I know because I sent him money and he autographed it all and sent it to me. Like I have shirts of his, I have his card whatever kind of thing. And, and it's definitely coming from him because it literally nothing happens. We have to know where he's working for the weekend. Cause when you send him stuff, if he's out of town, he says, well, I'm going to be out of town this weekend. Nothing's happening till I get yeah. home. Right. So, but you know, it's, it's just one of those things though. Like, I, and I don't have a problem with, you know, him having a job or whatever. Like, I, I just saying is you had a chance to, you had something that was bad. You had a chance. And again, who knew that Brody Lee was going to be sick? I mean, you know, that they kept this quiet was amazing to me. No one can keep anything quiet in wrestling business. And yet we didn't know he was sick. Right. Um, and I, and it's a shame the man passed away, but like they had a chance and they started making it serious. And then they went back to like, the, you could have been like, I understand you had to make them faces, but like, I don't know, this infighting and goofiness. And you have a bunch of girls just screaming at them, telling them to shut the hell up. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to look tough when you're like, you know, some, some, you know, 120 pound woman is yelling at some 300 pound guy to shut his mouth because he's an ass, you know? And I'm like, I mean, everyone's thinking it, but you know, not everyone's saying it. So <laughs> anyway, all right, well, why don't we all move right. on to something that's not goofy? So, Oh, I just want to mention real quick, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to our watch along, uh, that, um, the, the, this week on NXT, I don't know if any of you realized it, uh, but, uh, Ra, uh, Rob, Rick Steiner's son, uh, debuted, right? Um, on in wrestling, he goes by the name Rex Steiner, which is their actual last name. Right? Rex Steiner is the last name of the Steiner brothers. If you didn't know that, for those of you who didn't know. Um, and so on NXT, he came out and he was wearing, um, uh, the, 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 the tie dye, the tie dye neon doublet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and uh, his actual real name in real life is Bronson Rex Steiner. That's his real name. That's like the toughest name ever. Is that yeah. Right? Damn, isn't it? Yeah. It's like his like. Like Max <laughs> just, Power. Right. Um. So they brought him out as Bron Breaker. Wow. I I get it. You don't want to call him Bronson because you have Bronson Reed, who you just fired, by the way. Um. And you can't call him. You know. You don't want to call him Bronson Steiner. Cause like it's cause you want whatever, but like Braun Breaker, not even LeBron uh, Breaker, which would have been funny at least. So yeah. this whole gimmick is I'm coming for you, LeBron. You're not the greatest of all time. That, He's just a that, Michael Jordan mark the entire. Game. I would love that because I detest LeBron James. Yes, so well, I uh, understand that, but I'm saying just have him come out there in the red and the black. LeBron, I'm coming for I'm you. I'm coming for you. I don't play basketball, but still. <laughs> Don't you be Don't. talking smack about MJ. 
Don't get in my way, AD. I'll take you out. <laughs> Going real local. Uh, but I just want to throw that out there that that was, in fact, uh, Rick Steiner's son. Uh, he looks insanely big. He's supposed to, he's like six foot 230, but I mean, good Lord. It looks like they just chisel him out of something. Um, he definitely is keeping up the Steiner, uh, you know, kind of thing. It's kind of funny if you think about it, right? You know, the, the second generation guys, the, uh, the, you know, Brian Pillman juniors and whatever kind of thing, right? At, you know, at some point, you know, I'm not saying that, that, uh, at, uh, you know, Steiner, you know, Rex Steiner won't ever leave there, whatever. Like, I know they put together, uh, um, uh, they call them what they, they, God damn it. The varsity blondes, the varsity blondes right? Yeah. But to me, I would have wanted to find a second generation wrestler to put with Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Right. I understand you're not going to find Steve Austin's son because there is no Steve Austin's son. But like, <laughs> I just saying, right. You know, kind of thing. I think that would be like, I, that's what I would have done. Like just call him like, you know, G2 or whatever you want to call him, whatever kind of thing. But just like totally play up that second generation stuff. The issue becomes the guy they have, uh, the guy that's teamed up with Brian Pillman Jr. Um, literally would get his ass handed to him by uh, by uh, um, Tully Blanchard's daughter. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there, right? Probably just shit on him. No, no, yeah, she would, she would, but she, you got to pay for that. Um, <laughs> but kind of thing, there's money involved. But I'm saying is like, but like he's out there, and I, and I, I want. I mean, Brian Pillman Jr. looks great. I mean, he looks yeah. like you know a million bucks. He's, yeah. At, he's still still a little green. He's got a little, oh, little bit of work on the mic, uh, but hundred percent, I agree. And but and the what fucking mullet is is on point. He's in yeah. great shape. But but the thing is, think of who his tag team was in MLW, right? In MLW, he was with Teddy Hart, who I would not want to put him with again. But he was with Davey Boy Jr., right? He was with Harry Smith. Now, I know they weren't going to sign Harry Smith, and Harry Smith is now signed with WWE or is in talks with WWE. They want to bring him back because why the fuck not? You've already had 200 guys in the roster and now cut a bunch of them. <laughs> um, but, like, th- I thought that worked, like, as a second generation. Like, I'm not saying you got to go get a Von- one of the Von Erich boys, but, like, man, like, you just got a chance and like to really capture some of that audience that maybe has turned away from wrestling. But they're like, oh, I remember Brian Pillman. Oh shit! Look, that's his kid. Like, hey, I know Rick Steiner. Oh shit, that's his kid. You know, kind of thing. So. And you know what though? This gives him an opportunity to work with somebody that's just it's taking just a little bit of rub from his dad's name and his dad's old gimmick, and, and you know maybe he'll oh, work yeah. on something new. You know. And I mean, I, I I like that gimmick. I think it's a nice little uh, homage. Yeah, know? I mean, you know, I, I, it works. The problem is, is that like when when you watch them wrestle, it becomes very clear that. That uh, again, even though Pillman needs some polish, he's still much further along than his partner. Yeah. yeah. But when Pillman and Austin were together, you had two of the best in the business. Yeah. I mean, they they just knew understood. They understood how to be heels. Uh, Austin Austin and Pillman versus Flair and Anderson is literally one of the best matches. You're like, I I don't know who to root for. Like these are really the best heels in the business right now, wrestling each other. You know, kind of thing. So, um, anyway. All right, so without further ado, folks, we are talking about what, doing a watch along. I know we promised a very short intro, but we've been on for a while. We got to get to this watch along. Well, it's been a while. A lot of stuff's happened, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we're topical. It's okay. We can. Hey, who says we can't be topical? Can't be topical. Yeah. Um, all right, so the match we're gonna watch here, it's 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 called the Steiner Brothers versus the Miracle Violence Connection. 
Okay, it's 11 minutes and 46 seconds running time. That's where we're going to watch the YouTube. I will include the link when I, uh, when I, when we post the, uh, the, the actual, uh, podcast. And then eventually I will overlay our voices on top of it and we'll post it ourselves so you can watch along with it. But if you'd like to watch along while listening to the podcast, uh, you want to search the Steiner brothers versus the miracle violence connection, 11 minutes and 46 seconds. Okay. All right. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So it's going to be three, two, one, and then press play. Okay. Okay. Yep. Three, two, one, press play. I pressed it. And and there it is. Mike, Gary, Michael Capetta introducing, uh, you know, and uh, is that Pee Wee Anderson? It is Pee Wee Anderson, right? Randy Anderson. Randy Pee Wee Anderson. The Uh, thing is, is that, so this, okay, so this is on WCW Worldwide. Think about that. You've got the Steiner Brothers versus Steve Williams and Terry Gordy on WCW Worldwide. That that that's incredible. I I almost I almost uh, the the commentary is being done by Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura. I almost want to get one of those T-shirts that's just black and with white text says Schiavone and Ventura and Capetta and Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> flashback to a very specific era of WC. Look at them. Look at Terry Gordy. He looks basically the same. And so does Dr. Dusty Williams. So uh, they are, they are, um, the, so, okay, so they're holding two separate belts. They are the NWA, well, they're technically the WCW tag champions at the time, right? Um, they are also the uh, All Japan champion, uh, world tag team champions. And they just came back from working in Japan to do this tour, evidently. Yep. And here is the Steiners. Man, when I think of the Steiner brothers, this is still what I think of. Yeah. You know, with the with the crazy trunks and um, you know Scotty with the uh, with the long hair. Man, look at them. They look great. I mean, back when Scotty was the small one. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no. The thing is, is that you know, it's it's always odd. But for two guys from New York, we watched a lot of WCW. Oh yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. We finally got cable. We got WTBS. Yeah. So we watched a lot of WCW, and you being the Ric Flair fan, we obviously watched a lot of WCW. So I've seen. I mean, we probably we probably saw this match when it happened. We definitely did. We definitely did. And and knowing Doc and Gordy, because not only did we watch WCW, but I watched a lot of World Class and AWA. So I knew about the, the Freebirds and Von Erichs and all that stuff and Gordy and like you know you just knew these guys were just you know tough as a three dollars tough as a two dollars steak as we would say you know. So I mean look at this. This is just. Solid, it's good wrestling, straightforward wrestling, you know. And well, this is this is the kind of match that you expect when there's four big dudes in the ring. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Duck Scott under. Steiner is. Small, I mean, is Scott Steiner the small guy or is Steve Williams the small guy in this match? You know. I yeah. Wouldn't call well, any of the small. Yeah, dude. I mean, Doctor Death's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, I love I love the fireballs. Roof of the oh, back body drop. Guys back. back body drop. Dario. I love the uh, Fire Pro thing there. Yes, yeah. Where Dr. Death comes in, and so Rick Steiner immediately comes in. Yeah. And they just brawl for a little while. Yeah. So, as you can see here, I mean, again, uh, you know, uh, this, again, like Luke Luke said, this was shown on Worldwide. So this was the... Worldwide was Sunday morning, wasn't it? Sunday morning, yeah, because the main event was Sunday night. So, like, this was not even like the... This wasn't even their A show. Saturday night was the A show. And then you had main event and worldwide. Like this was nothing 
Well, no, this was... to remember, because Saturday night was obviously Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And main event was Sunday night. Was what? Did they have a a Saturday like afternoon show? Worldwide was probably it. If it was, if they had any, um, they also it was used WCW to Pro, but that came Pro. Later, yeah, Pro was later, and they used to show Friday nights. They would sometimes have uh, WCW Friday night. It literally what it was called. And well, that was hey, you know what does what it says on the tin. I love well, this. They they make the tag and yeah. then Doctor Death is immediately in a bad position. <laughs> well, Rick is hey, because Scotty's waiting on him. That's why yeah. Scotty was waiting on him. You know, and that's the great thing that they they you know Doctor Death obviously played per, uh, you know football for Oklahoma. He was a wrestler for Oklahoma. Uh, the Steiners obviously uh, wrestlers at uh, University of Michigan. Uh, Terry Gordy, literally the t- one of the toughest son of a bitches in the world. Um, you know, ever. And you just slapped Rick Steiner in the back of the head. You don't do that. You don't yeah. do that. Well, he's wearing headgear, you know? So. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> you know, you're going to hear smart with Rick Steiner, right? But, yeah. Actually, I will say this about the commentaries that Jesse Ventura, for being the heel, does not make fun of the Steiners at all. He puts no. them over several times, which. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's different than the way that he did commentary with Vince McMahon or with Grill Monsoon. But him and Shivani, oh, here you oh. go. I love this spot. The sumo slap. Very Japanese. And what do we do? Three-point stance. Oh, yeah. Take I the knee it. out. I love the sumo slap and the three-point stance. Here. Oh, oh, that oh. that's a Steiner line right there. That's a Steiner line. But that that little se- that little sequence with the with Doc doing the uh, the sumo slaps. And then the three-point stance, and then the Steiner line. That is a great, you know, old-school kind of. I mean, I don't want to say like King's Road, but that was how like Gaijin wrestled in Japan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Football thing, especially the sumo and the football, is such a, a great bit. Quick SDF, the like, little, Wait, little commercial right there. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> now this, this whole this sequence gets a little wonky here too. Okay, because about about guys getting thrown out of the ring and and guys, you know, the Randy Anderson telling people to move. I do like this. So you got to be aware of your wing position, Scotty. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a rookie mistake right there. The veteran's going to take advantage of that every time. Well, if Rick didn't keep coming in, Randy Anderson would keep having to put him out. Yeah, well, you know, his passion. He, he wrestles yes. with his heart more with his head, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Man, I, t- I always liked Doctor Death. You know, I, ne- I never got to see him that much because he was always usually in Japan. But he'd come in and do tours and stuff. I always liked Steve Williams. You know, I was so disappointed with his run in, in WWF. I think everybody was. Yeah. Now I mean, look well, at this. Why did Why did he get out of the ring? Rick got into the ring, didn't break up the pin. He kicked out. No, no, it's like Rick got out before Scotty kicked out. I don't yeah. know. That's what I'm saying. There, there, things break down a little bit here. There's, 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 a, there's a language barrier, you know? <laughs> you know, Doc and Gordy speak English, and then Rick and Scott, well, you know. They speak Steiner. They, they speak, speak, they speak Michiganese. Yeah. <laughs> As we just isolated all the Michigan fans. So. My boss is from uh, Michigan, actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what his opinion is on the Steiners. Oh, that's a big dude to get up there. Yeah, man, that's yeah. a nice suplex. I can say that Terry Gordy, you know, he, you look at Terry Gordy, he don't, he, he doesn't have a killer physique, but like, man, he was strong. And, you know, and that's one of the things, that's one of the things people say about Brody. When Bruiser Brody, you look at Bruiser Brody, you're like, man, look at Bruiser Brody. Like, this guy is not, like, he's not, he's not an Adonis. He's not all cut up. But Brody was humongous. 
Yeah. Like he just, I mean, the same thing, I mean, you know, it, it's one thing when we're watching, you know, when we're watching matches oh, from oh, Japan. Oh, yeah, I love this spot so much. The sunset flip. He's fighting. He's fighting. Whap. Oh, down he goes. Third party involved. That's a great spot. Oh, oh, he just shoved him. That's great. <laughs> Shoulder blocked him. Shoulder blocked him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys cheated. But I'm gonna hit you with my shoulder. Now, okay. these elbows like, look good. Jesus I'm, Christ, my kidney hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Someone's gonna urinate blood tonight. That's what I'm saying. Rick decided just to lean through and tell him to get out. He's, he's got to, you know, he's got to tell him what to do. Yeah. He's coaching him up under the learning tree here. Terry Gordy always looks to me like if uh, he looks like he'd be like a bassist in like a rock band. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, he wouldn't be the lead. No, not not necessarily. Eh, I was gonna say not not so much his size, like his face, like his face. You know, it's like he wouldn't oh, be yeah, the lead guitar guy. He'd be the bassist. Yeah, the yeah. hair hanging. He does have a little bit of. Who was the bassist for Aerosmith? Tom Hamilton or Brad Woodford? I can't remember. Yeah. Kind of got a little bit of that going. Yeah. A little bit of Dave Murray from Iron Maiden also for that. A little bit. Yeah. Dave, Dave's pretty baby faced though. Yeah, he is pretty baby faced. But I don't uh, want to encounter Terry Gordy in No. 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 <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, 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 hey, duck. But, I, I, yeah, but he pulled, pulled the punch, though. Ducks, but they still hit him. They pulled the punch. That's the great part. Oh, but, you know, the thing is, though, I think this speaks volumes, though, too. Uh, when you watch the Steiners in Japan and having seen the number of Steiners matches in Japan with uh, New Japan and stuff like that or whatever. That's single like crap. Yeah, the, the, the Steiners were, were, were just so over. Over there. I mean, again, most Gaijin are, but like they come out and Rick Steiner barking, like the fans would bark, and like fans don't do that in Japan, you know. And yeah. Scotty, especially when he did the Frankensteiner, when I first started doing the Frankensteiner, guys that size just didn't do these moves. No, um, yeah, nor should they. <laughs> no, I mean, be honest with you, yeah, it looks whatever. But the other thing is, like when you look at like Doc and Gordy, physique wise, they are not the Steiners. Like the Steiners are like, I mean, again, you can, you know, whatever. I mean, again, I know uh, Scott Steiner eventually becomes Big Papa Pump and whatever, but like they don't look the same. They don't look the same physiques, he right? Was awfully far away from the string there for that tag. He had long arms. Did, okay, so this I love. So Randy Anderson doesn't see the tag. He puts Rick Steiner out, but then he doesn't. Now he's going to throw Terry Gordy out. Yes. No referee does that. They usually just let the heel switch. Could they yeah. just assume they got it, but he throws Gordy out. It's Which like, is okay, great. You know, score one for realism, WCW. I like it. There are yeah. rules, gentlemen. Yeah. There are rules, gentlemen. <laughs> you can't both tag out. Yeah. You know. well, that's Ferdinand that's Lafon. Lafon. And that was at a fright fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, so again, think about this, folks. This is a match on TV. Now, some, now, we were just talking about how tag matches went too long or whatever. At no point in this match am I feeling like this is going too long. Now, again, I know this runs like 11 minutes and change of TV time. But like, and there's a commercial break in there, but we didn't watch anything during the commercial. We just watched commercials right during that time. But like, I don't, this doesn't feel like it overstayed its welcome. No, you know okay. what I'm saying? And the, and the crowd so is what, what happens here? Through. So, okay. Randy so throws Dr. Death out. So Dr. Death turns around and then stays in the ring. But what happened was he, Randy Anderson turned to see the tag happen. That yeah. Is a fucking <laughs> oh man. Oh, the punch doctor just right in the face. Oh my god. Oh, this Yeah, th- things are breaking down here. Randy has lost control. <laughs> he he's a, he weighs about as much as the wrestlers do. He's yeah. a lot of laps there. Oh my god. Say, he uh, he weighs about as much as like Terry Gordy's leg. 
Yeah. I mean, Randy Anderson was not a big man, you know. I oh, love this. So 1990s. Oh, still get the double clothes on on somebody, you know, kind of thing. Like we're hitting somebody with a double clothes. Yeah. On here. Watch the, the suplex. Match makes oh, that's suplex. Okay, so, but now, but then Doc's like, well, I can do that. I, I think I, these men are legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's legal at this point. I mean, no, but. You know what? That was four dudes, four big dudes wailing on each other yeah. for 12 minutes, and it was glorious. And and the fans loved it. So that about oh, does. my gosh. If you can watch that match with the sound, yeah. they there is a couple of spots with, with their – the Steiners hitting some offense. They, they just go bananas. Yep. You yep. know? Absolutely yeah. bananas for. Yeah. And so, folks, again, I hope we hope you like that match. Uh, we can also say this. I was trying – I was looking for a Miracle Violence Connection stuff in Japan – I stumbled across something with the Steiners. I said, oh, we got to watch this because, you know, I mean, we, Luke and I have watched so many Steiner matches. It's unbelievable. And I love Doc and Gordy just like they do, you know, kind of thing. So this is the kind of stuff that we hope you guys enjoy. Um, again, trying to mix it up. I understand there was no Johnny Ace in this match. And I know that's for some of you, that's hard. This was only Johnny Ace adjacent. Yes. (laughs) There will be, we will try to get more Johnny Ace in the future. So, uh, um, I literally have a whole slew of Johnny Ace matches that's pulled aside just for this stuff. So I have enjoyed I, watching the matches of Johnny Ace in the past, and I hope to again watch the matches of Johnny Ace in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, folks, we hope you enjoyed this watch along. We hope you enjoyed this episode where we kind of talked about the state of wrestling a little bit and stuff like that. Um, uh, obviously, uh, you know, life gets in the way sometimes and we don't have time. We don't, we don't have as much time to get together and talk wrestling as we would like, because I think you can tell we all love professional wrestling, you know, kind of thing. And we would love to see professional wrestling be the best it could be. Um, and I, I think that's one of the things people sometimes forget people who are not wrestling fans. I think sometimes look at wrestling fans going, God, you must hate it. I'm like, I don't hate wrestling. I love wrestling. That's I just the problem. Hate this crap I'm being forced to watch. That's the problem. I want it it's to be like better. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to be a – I mean, you can call me a fair-weather wrestling fan if you want, but it's like I only get so many hours in the day. Yeah. WWE puts out what the, five, six, seven, seven hours of primetime content. And, I mean, AEW is three hours of primetime content at the moment. So it's like – that's a lot. If you're trying to watch everything that's on cable TV, it's yeah. tough, man. Like, it's, it's tough, tough to do. Yeah, we're and not in college anymore, you know? Yeah. And I don't have cable, so I have to, you know, find alternative means to watch it. You know, yeah. you gotta figure something out. I gotta figure something out and head to the high seas. <laughs> so, so I, 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 I'm just saying this because I've hear people times saying, say, "Well, man, if you if you hate wrestling, so I'm like, I, I don't hate wrestling. I want wrestling to be better. Like there are things I really hate in this world." Right. And wrestling is not one of them. It's not even on the list of things. I just want the best for it. I think part of this and this, I think, is is maybe an analogy people can understand more in layman terms. I have students who will say, you don't like me because you're hard on me. And I say to them, no, I want the best for you. So I'm going to be hard on you. I'm hard on professional wrestling because I want the best for it. Right? Does that make sense? You know, I want and then better. Him, and then you put him through an avalanche Canadian destroyer, right? Oh my God, dude! If I could totally get away with that at school, uh, an avalanche Canadian destroyer. You get away with that at school. If you could make your body move in that way, yeah. you'd be 
Dude, okay. First of all, like first of all, a Canadian a, a Canadian destroyer already, an avalanche Canadian destroyer. What would you jump off of to do that? Yeah, top rope. No, the that's what you jump off. That's that's called a, that's, that's the keel of sunrise to do an avalanche. To uh, you'd have to do the the what do you call off the top rope? You'd have to jump off of a higher point, land on the top rope, and do a Canadian destroyer off the top rope to be avalanche. That's what avalanche means. Well, do it. Go talk about it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. Even even the Lucha Bros right now are going. No, man. No, we're out. You know. No, man. So, no. <laughs> man, we're out. <laughs> Not my job, yeah. So. All right, folks. So, uh, well, thank you all for the downloads and listens. Uh, yep. I want, of course, a uh, quick shout out to Go Fight Pal, the official card game of Get Back to the Wrestling. Go Fight Pal. Uh, family friendly fun. Luke and I, uh, you know, play it all the time. We love this stuff with our families and stuff. Uh, go yeah, check them out. Go Fight Pal just launched a new group on Facebook, I believe. Or yes. Is that an unofficial group? It's an unofficial group that literally everyone who's part of it's in. Yeah. So, so go it's check. officially adjacent. Yes. It, it is, is an, uh, Go Fight Pal I mean, adjacent. Yeah, it's, it's, unofficial, it's the unofficial fa- uh, Facebook page on Facebook that the owner's in and all of us who like kind of do the work or whatever. We're all there. Like, so it's not like it's like it's not a it's, secret. It's like, the, it, it's like the Go Fight Pal after party. Yes, right, so it's basically what it is. Yeah. While you're on Facebook, you can go ahead and search for Get Back to the Wrestling. Join our Facebook group. We'd love to have you. You can find us on Twitter at GBTTW Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. Just search for Get Back to the Wrestling. And uh, that's uh, that's you can find us on all those places. We'd love to hear from you on social media. We'd love your likes, shares, and retweets. Yeah. yeah. Every little bit helps, folks. So, um, again, and again, as Luke said, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you have uh, show ideas, we'd like to hear that stuff, too. You know, kind of thing. We're always looking for ideas um, and matches and stuff like that that you want to hear. So, uh, folks, uh, like we say around here, uh, you know, uh, thank you for everything you guys are doing for all the stuff you're doing. And we'll see you at the matches. Are you going to take care of Ron Killens? What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect does that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package of Lex Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends and stars ever in this. God. And your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me against Ryan Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward. Will you stop?